three, two, one. <laughs> Get out of your comfort zone, it's a blessing in disguise. Get out of what you call home, your name is written in the sky. It might feel just like you're on your own, but baby, it's another lie. Remember, you were made. I try to fly. Welcome to Hustle Honey, or welcome back if you're one of the OG listeners from Spotify and from Apple Podcasts. Before this whole thing went on to YouTube last week, I am really excited to be sitting here making another podcast from the comfort of my car. This is where I do a lot of my thinking, exploring. This is where I just chill and decompress. So that is where the magic is going to be probably happening all the time is little car podcasts. But today I'm super excited because I'm bringing on my co-host for season two please welcome mr brock hello everyone it is great to be back on i'm very excited to be co-hosting hopefully a number of episodes we'll you see will. how my debut goes but <laughs> I, I think i'm here to stay will i keep him let's create a poll after each one to to see how well I did. Do I keep Brock? Keep yes, me. no. So Brock is my significant other. We've been together for several years, going on seven years now. Yep, just under seven years. Yeah, and he is going to be providing. <laughs> he is going to be providing the male perspective on a lot of topics. And today we have a juicy one. Would you like to tell everyone what we're talking about? Yeah. So in light of the. Amanda Heard and Johnny Depp case with obviously domestic abuse. We're going to be going over how does that kind of correlate when the accuser isn't fully forthcoming with their accusations and it turns out that they may be either completely false or maybe exaggerated to a point where it wasn't the same or maybe there was abuse on both sides, but how that can just absolutely ruin somebody's life and mostly in the case of a male it gets ruined far more than in the case of a female facing the same exact thing yeah it's really interesting how society paints and narrates sa we can't say the words on youtube did not know that uh, censorship rules but um you get the gist sa is you know a non-consensual acts of intimacy basically it is really interesting how society paints it when it's from a woman's perspective because i feel like if we are to speak up and say so and so did this to me no one bats an eye everyone takes it pretty seriously and everyone automatically goes on to the girl's side and goes i have her back this has to be 100 percent true and i know the majority of people who do this come from a, a place where they're being honest you know they're being honest they're being truthful they are telling their stories because it's cathartic and because more women should definitely have a voice in this particular arena but there are some women out there who abuse the me too power 
to diminish someone else's reputation out of extortion or some type of revenge or even attention. And that's what we are highlighting today. I think in society, it is incredibly easy to gravitate to the female. When someone has been abused and they come out with anything, one, I think it's very accurate to know that a large percentage of abuse never gets reported. It just never will. People are either too afraid, they don't feel like they're justified to completely possibly ruin someone's life over something that they may not think is that big of a deal when it totally is that big of a deal. So when society hears a female coming out with abuse, it's very clear you're going to take their side because of how much it's underreported everywhere. You just don't like make these accusations. It's really hard for someone to say, well, I don't really believe you. Because if you're going to come out with serious accusations, you have to take the side of the female. And sadly, in society, with how much media is driving everything, you will make that judgment when it comes out. And it's very hard to give the benefit of the doubt. So we're going to go in first with the Amanda Heard, Johnny Depp case and where that goes. But we also want to bring up like a lot more examples because this happens to a lot of high profile people as well. And how that can just completely derail somebody's life. Yeah, I think everyone by now knows everything about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Johnny Depp's entire reputation, everything that he had built himself, you know, with his career for his entire life became bulldozed over. Disney just dropped him. Warner Brothers dropped him. People were dropping him left and right. I think the only one that didn't was Dior. They stood by him in his perfume deal. But they didn't really give him a moment to be proven innocent or guilty. They just automatically slapped the guilty sign on his forehead and said, we can't work with you. And I think public opinion and, you know, the way that the public can persuade some of these big companies to drop people is a big part of that. Yeah. And what this is just what he lost that we can see online. He lost $22.5 million for not getting a role with Disney and the Pirates. Then he got smarter with his contracts and basically said, if you're going to hire me, even if you want to can me, I still get some money. So we actually got $10 million from the Fantastic Beast franchise when he didn't come back for the third movie. But what we're not talking about is how many people didn't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole for anything. They didn't want that. Mm -hmm. Who wants that backlash? Who wants the publicity, this bad press about an actor who's accused of something that sounds really terrible? You don't want to deal with that. Nobody wants to deal with that. Well, when the public creates this huge uproar, it causes a, a ripple effect through these large companies. And it's it's all business. It's not really personal. It's all business. But the people who are on the receiving end of that, it feels extremely personal. People are looking at them differently. And, you know, you lose a lot of pride. And you, I'm sure this, like, has to mess with your mental health and your interpersonal relationships and people taking sides. And this is really heavy. Like, you're only seeing one portion of what he lost. But he lost a lot of his dignity as well, a lot of his pride and the things that he absolutely poured his blood, sweat, and tears into for his whole life. Yeah, and this is obviously on a huge scale. Johnny Depp is huge. You get to see everything kind of fall from the face. He's a public figure, so when you don't see him in movies, you can directly attribute that to maybe he's too depressed to go out. Maybe he doesn't want to face the people because he feels 
embarrassed by what's going on and what happened. But on a smaller scale, when it happens to somebody who maybe isn't in the public eye, these things are, hey, I may not have a friends group anymore. Even though I'm falsely accused, I lose my entire friends group. Hey, I lost my job because the job doesn't want to stand by someone who has these accusations and you are not as big as Johnny and they will just let you go. Why, why would you deal with that? Like sue me later for workplace infringements, whatever. We don't care. We just don't want you here. And it can completely derail anyone's life. And this doesn't even include possible jail time yeah. because that can definitely come up as well. Mm -hmm. So I guess to kind of like segue, because this isn't something new, this happens like even in the sports scene. And I think the most notable one was from 2002 with, I believe his name was Brian Banks. He was a, actually just a high schooler. He played football, but he'd already committed to USC. So he was a very big deal. He had basically kind of a cheat code for life in a way. He was, who knows if you're going to go to the pros or not, but his life was very much set up to a point to where he could literally do anything. And he was actually falsely accused of rape and kind of go through it pretty quickly here but he basically got sentenced to five years in jail when he got out of jail he then actually had a meeting with his accuser who basically said that she had false allegations but didn't want to speak up with it because she had actually won 1.5 million dollars from the school district and was very afraid of ever paying that money back so his life was completely ruined at 16 years old from rape allegations wasn't able probably had to finish his high school diploma in jail. He couldn't be around any of his friends. This is like key parts of his life where he's in jail. And all because of an accusation of something that didn't happen. Wasn't there a whole team um, that, weren't there a college team that dealt with false accusations? Yes, the Duke lacrosse team. This one's a little bit older. Many people probably don't even know the resolution to the story. But the media blew it out of proportion because of how think about a title that a whole entire duke lacrosse team essay a stripper i believe was her profession we can go back and edit over a name if that's wrong but that is an awful headline to hear think about that why would everyone anyone forget that <laughs> you don't you don't forget that that is a terrible terrible thing if true an awful thing and it did come out later that those were false allegations. But how many people actually know the end of that story? I don't know the end of it. No one knows the end what of it. Because it was such it? a small blurb that they weren't found guilty. See, for them, it was, hey, we're not going to go to jail. As opposed to like, well, does she get any repercussions for her? They're just happy that they're solved now. They're back to even. They're happy to get back to even where they were. And that's what makes it so hard is you just want your life back. But you're never going to get your life back. It's just never going to happen. Not with allegations like that. Because a lot of people may never find the end of those. They're just going to assume that you're still guilty from the first thing that they heard. So they were found not guilty of all of this. Yeah, I don't think charges were ever even pressed. And what about with her? With... The girl who... I actually do not know the end of that story with what happened to her. Mm. Now, I could be wrong, and she could have definitely faced jail time for the false accusations, but I don't think that was the case. I feel like so many of these women who come out and they falsely accuse people of essay and totally just 
ruin their lives, I feel like they don't get a harsh enough punishment for what they did because at the end of the day, I feel like that is a super punishable offense on someone's well-being and um, I don't know. I feel like there should be harsher repercussions for those actions and maybe if there were harsher repercussions that are set in place, it could deter people from wanting to falsely accuse others. This is where it gets very difficult, at least for me and my where I stand. If you make extreme harsh punishments for people who come forward with abuse and it is found to not be true, there is such a gray area in what is not true. And sometimes it can be very hard to just fully make allegations and then fully back them up. Say it's, hey, I was really drunk, he was really drunk, and I'm pretty sure that he abused me, but I don't really know. And then say we code in into a law that says if you're going to make these false allegations, you are going to be reamed by the courts. And you get into this very gray area where I'm scared to even talk about this now, because if I can't fully lock down and say, yes, I was abused because of a very gray area case, even though you probably were abused, no one's going to want to actually step forward and tell about their abuse because they're so afraid that, hey, if their lawyers are better than mine, I could be going to jail for experiencing abuse when they just had a better legal team. And because of the way the law works, they're going to fully punish me for basically trying to speak my truth, but not having enough evidence to back it up. So it gets really hard for me because I do agree these people have ruined lives. And these very cut and dry cases, I can totally see, yeah, they need to be. And in the Brian Banks case, they actually countersued and actually got back most of that money that the school district had paid. So there was a little bit of resolution with the money. Well, the thing is that, yeah, you may get that money back, but you're not really fixing the issue. You're not helping this individual to get their reputation back or to just really fully recover what had been lost, what had been damaged. And money only goes so far, in my opinion. And then you have to ask yourself, what is the correct punishment for this to where it feels eye to eye in a way? You know, like, you damage my reputation. Well, now you have to pay for that and experience exactly what I went through um, to where it feels equal because I don't think that throwing money at it really makes it equal. I don't think it balances the scales. I feel like something I've read on the internet, what a lot of people view as popular in these situations is if you were sentenced to 40 years for assault that was proven to be false, you then should take over that sentence that the person had before as a way of an eye to eye. Now, some of these, you know, depending on where you are, you can have the most lenient judge in the entire world be accused of assault and you're getting probation, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And then you see these other cases where maybe it's a tad bit worse, but all of a sudden you're looking at life in prison. Brian Banks was looking at 41 years to life in prison before he took a plea deal. And even the lawyer kind of misrepresented his plea deal, telling him that he had no jail time and he would only have probation, which is why he took it. So you had somebody that if it went to court and he was convicted and the lie held up, could have literally from the age of 16 spent the rest of his life in jail. Now, do I think the girl deserves to have life in prison if it was found out later she was falsely accused? 
No. No, that seems too much. It seems harsh. Mm -hmm. But the inconsistency of how we deal with assault in this country is ridiculous. If somebody hears that someone got assaulted, there should be a precedence that says, okay, they should be getting about this much time in prison. But you'll hear that. And I'm trying, I'm saying assaulted to not use the R word here. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll say, yeah, essay. You'll see this and then you'll see this very privileged person have essay case and they get probation. And then all of a sudden you see another case where it's the same thing, SI, but it might be a different person that's poor. What's SI? <laughs> SA. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, we're making up new terms. Well, that's new for me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you'll see another one of a poor person and then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, they got 20 years in prison. And that's tough for me because, okay, someone falsely accuses a guy like that. They now get 20 years as opposed to a girl who accused a guy falsely and he only got probation. That doesn't seem fair to me that there, there is no like uniformity in how this is punished. Well, let's say that you were the one being accused falsely and you were involved in college sports i was yes. you were a baseball player Mm -hmm. and let's say while you were in college playing baseball and maybe you had some scouts looking out for you and you wanted to take this further things were looking up going pretty well you started to see this girl maybe you met her at a party right and you and this girl had a consensual relationship or a casual relationship and then a few weeks into it she starts to accuse you of SA and it trickles down and your coaches are like, we can't have you on the team. You know, anything that you'd built up for yourself is over. It's done. We can't even probably have you at this college anymore. And then it comes out afterwards that, hey, by the way, this girl lied. And maybe it came out because you were wiretapped and you had a conversation with her and it all cleared your name. What do you think in that moment Do you feel like, yeah, you know what, I feel like everything that I went through is okay because now she's experiencing this. What would that thing be that would soften that for you? Because that's a huge blow. It kind of goes to like revenge, right? How much revenge is enough to make you feel better about yourself? Some people want to see them rot in prison forever. And that would be their sense of revenge. Other people may... If they're religious, find in their heart to say, I forgive you. Um, I'm trying to be a better person because of that. I think if an essay came out on me while I was playing sports and it was a big enough deal, I probably would have been expelled from the school. Mm-hmm. I would have, well, okay, first off, this is actually a pretty good thing for people to know. So Title IX will actually investigate for the school What's on matters IX? like this. They're basically uh, an agency that is, they have multiple purposes, but it's, uh, so when you have a, when you have a sports teams, you need to have equal female to male representation in college for these college teams. So Title IX is there to make sure that there's equal representation for the females and the males. And usually they'll kick a case like sexual assault to them to make sure that the school and the law agencies, everything is just being handled correctly. And sometimes they do a very poor job and sometimes they do a great job. It just kind of depends on who you get. But you'll not only be investigated by the police if it was big enough and they want to press charges, 
But then you also have the school, and then you also have Title IX representation as well on the school grounds. So if it got big enough, there'd be no way in the world I'd be playing during this time. Most likely I'd be expelled from the school. I'd lose any scholarships that I had, and I would probably just have to go home. Now, my life as I know it would probably be completely ruined at the school I was at. There would be probably no going back there. Because just like with media, people will hear the initial story and they'll never hear the end of the story. So I'll, I could possibly just be a person who's always labeled as someone who does that. So in a way, true or false with that allegation, my time there is ruined. That's just what it is. That's the way it's going to be. So going back into that situation would probably not be the greatest thing for me. I wouldn't want to be back in that situation mm -hmm. if I was falsely accused. As far as punishment for the girl who would be falsely accusing me, that that's difficult. Because what, what constitutes as a good enough punishment? Well, if I didn't go to jail, then I would just say, if I can get back to even and just be okay, then I don't care what her punishment is. I just, I want to get my life back on track. I want to, I want to get past this really bad time in my life. If I was going to jail, I was going to prison, and I had a, I would obviously want her to at least face repercussions enough to where she would at least spend a little bit of time behind bars. Not to say I want her a life in prison. I wouldn't even care if it was over a year, but if, it's just something to say like, hey, you've ruined my life. And I want you to feel at least a little bit of that as well. I don't want your entire life to be gone. But I do want you to feel that you've completely wronged me for what you did. This also goes back to being able to have stuff in writing to cover yourself. I think just as a person in general, guy or girl, if you establish through text, email, voice messaging, where your consent is at, you can avoid a lot of problems. I personally don't think you should ever be mixing alcohol and drugs into what you do. If you get to a point where you can't control yourself and you're blackout and you're being accused of something you can't remember, people may sympathize for you for saying, well, did he really essay because he was drunk? No, you did. You put yourself in that situation and you can't, you don't even know if you did it. And, but you put yourself there, like you're an athlete or you're in a very high position and you're getting to a point where you can't control yourself. I'm sorry, but I don't really have any remorse for you. I really don't like, just be a good person. <laughs> don't, don't put yourself in these situations where they could say anything and you straight up just can't remember what happened that night. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I don't think you should put yourself in positions that could be compromising to your reputation or to you. You have to just be smart. Um, now, when it comes to the male versus female voice and the power and the weight behind it, from a male perspective, how do you feel that males are represented in society if they want to come forward as victims of SA? Because it does happen to men too. I don't want to say it's impossible. I think we saw the YouTubers who came out. You're going to have to give me their names because I kind of forgot. I honestly don't remember off the top of my head any of your phone on airplane mode. <laughs> I think it's... it was that Selena, right? And Jack? Were those um, the two? Let me look it up. Oh my quick. gosh. You're the YouTube master. I know. <laughs> I think it was like Sienna May. 
Sierra May, Sienna May. Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist. <laughs> this is probably going to get cut, so we can make jokes because mm. we're funny. Is What if it doesn't get cut? What if I just keep <laughs> it here just for your commentary? I will. Don't well. tempt me with a good time. Okay, so it was Sienna May and Jack Wright. So this was something that came out, uh, I want to say, at the end of last year or the beginning of this year. But essentially, Jack Wright and Sienna May, they had this online friendship that people shipped. You know, like, oh, they should be together. And they really played it up for the camera for entertainment value for their viewers they wanted money well who doesn't i want money too (laughs) maybe our relationship is fake and it's only for money hopefully i don't run out of it i don't want to find that answer out (laughs) (laughs) oh lord ultimately you know they had this huge fan base and they were always in videos together and they were considered best friends to one another and What ended up happening was Jack Wright, he um, experienced SA and some really crazy manipulative behaviors from Sienna. Um, She broke into his house or snuck into his house several times and he'd wake up to her trying to sleep with him from what I recollect on this subject matter. And he came out with this long video of what Sienna May did to him. And he was really afraid to come out with this video and admit that he had been a victim of SA. And there was a video of her. He was drunk off his booty and passed out on the couch. And she basically straddled him and put her hand down his pants. And there's a video of that. And she tried to play it off like, no, my hand was just like on his leg. It wasn't where you think it was, but it was pretty clear that it was where it was, you know. He finally came out with this video of this is what she did to me and this isn't the first time. And there's several things that like led up to this moment that everyone is seeing all over the internet. And his just biggest fear was that people were going to villainize him and say like stop being such a p-word you know like a little kitty cat um stop being that man up you're so lucky to have a girl who'd want to be all over you and i think that is my issue is that why is it that when it comes to females we're okay being really repelled by a male's presence like i don't want him no i don't want him and everyone's like yes girl own that you know like that's right put him in his place kick him in the balls but then when a guy doesn't want a girl he's looked down upon as being weak or even being gay which isn't true at all but people have boundaries and you know i guess like from your perspective how do you feel about those things because you are the male Well, I think society as a whole will look at us and say, how can you possibly be assaulted? You're stronger than her. You can basically dictate the relationship. And And you should want that attention from a female. if she is giving you that sexual attention, Mm -hmm. you should be happy about that. Right. There's far too many cases of a teacher basically essay a child in school. And the amount of people who would come to the comment section and say, I wish I was that boy, mm-hmm. is disturbingly high. So, there it was can actually, be... Sorry, there was a, a teenage boy um, who had 
relations with his teacher and I think he was like 12 or 13 and she became pregnant and she's now in prison and he's raising their kid and it just boggles my mind how people in the comment section say exactly what you say besides getting pregnant they're like oh what I would kill to have you know to be the boy who's pursued by the hot teacher it's like ew no no matter what it's still just wrong it's disgusting and it's um what is that word where people prime you for something? Yeah, grooming. Grooming. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, it's grooming. Mm -hmm. So it can be, it can be a losing battle coming out and saying, "Hey, I was essayed by a female," because you're not gaining sympathy at all. It's very hard to gain sympathy because a lot of people will say, "I wish I had that in my life." You get these guys who haven't had sex in years and they're just like i wish i had that female over me right now so you're a loser for even thinking that way what essay does to somebody is give them trauma it mentally can change your life entirely and how you view every situation it can be very easy to get ptsd and it can basically shape your life you hear a lot about it with kids how their life was shaped with adults in their life doing that to them grooming them and they become a different person than they were probably destined to be because of this. So regardless of who it is, man or woman, if you are assaulted, and I know this video is kind of made to seem like there's a lot of people coming out and falsely accusing everybody. That's not the case. There's far more stories of sexual essay. <laughs> there's far more cases of essay coming out than that are true than the ones that are not true. And I feel for anyone who has to go through it. You shouldn't have to ever go through that. And for men who go through it and are getting berated in the comments section of saying, well, I wish I were you, look past them. Because you have a lot of trauma you're going to have to deal with. And you're not going to have many people on your side to, do, to deal with it. But you can't hide it. You have to confront it and try your best to mentally work your way through this so you can become a better person. And you don't carry that baggage and trauma into a relationship that you might have later down the line because that'll never end well if you don't figure that out mm -hmm. it can severely demoralize you and being in a stable healthy relationship men really need their voices heard in society and i think that goes for whether they are falsely accused i think that we should change our mindset from you're guilty until proven innocent to you're innocent until proven guilty and I feel like when it comes to men experiencing SA, they should also be able to come out and talk about it without having these disgusting comments or not having the same backing that a female would. Because at the end of the day, we are all human. We all have trauma and are, we have boundaries and we have our own bodies and anyone who takes advantage of our bodies anyone who strips us of our innocence or our autonomy and ability to say no should absolutely have the repercussions set game and matched for them and you reap what you sow you know and it makes me sad because you being a male I just don't feel like we're doing enough for the men in society. I think that we sweep them under the rug. We expect them to be strong, not emotional. We expect them to be um, providers or to want these things. And that's not the reality. And if you ended up having kids with me and we had boys, 
how would you have this discussion with them? Would you tell them about not just the consent of a female, you know, and making sure that she's good, but also their own consent? It's easy to say you need to create your own boundaries. You need to find out what you're okay with. There comes, everyone's going to experiment at a certain amount of time. You're going to break past boundaries you thought you would never want to do as a person. And you're going to be just exploring a lot. So if I had boys, the number one biggest thing that I would drill into their head is that consent is king. There is like no other way to look at it. You will always respect another female. Even if she maybe doesn't give any respect back to you, that gives you no grounds to overpower her and say, well, you deserve it. Never. That'll never happen. You probably will give the female far more power than they probably deserve. But it's such a tricky thing to kind of detail with someone who's really young and has never had an experience like that in their life to be like, hey, you got to consent, even though you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> you have no idea. Consent you, you, to what? You barely even know your body, right? Mm -hmm. But no does truly mean no. And, for you and, that's, and for the other person. That's not, like, optional. If someone's making fun of you because you stopped when you said no and they're like, well, I actually wanted it, they're an awful person. You should have never been with them. That's the way I look at it. You dodged a huge bullet with that. And I think as, obviously, like, hookup culture is, like, a bit different. But me personally, I think when you get to a point where you're starting to date, instead of everything being a mystery, I think you truly sit down with a list and say, hey, where are your boundaries at? Do you like this? Do you like that? And if it's a hard no on certain things, you know not to do those things mm -hmm. and stay away from it. And then you start to build a trust with the person to say, I'm not going to push those boundaries. Holy cow. The amount of men who, <laughs> I don't know how much I can say on this, but a different, uh, oh God, okay. Just go for it. Just right. let it go. <laughs> so the number of females who are extremely uncomfortable with backdoor play, they're not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. They may have had a really bad experience or they have, they just have a judgment. They never want to do it. And the amount of guys who will try to break that boundary and go for it in an accident come on now, is Oops, outlandish. It's, it's, it's seriously outlandish. Mm -hmm. you, you have, if, if a person's going to set a boundary and trust you enough to get to that position where you guys are playing together and you're not going to follow a very simple rule, you don't deserve to be in that relationship anymore. Well, you don't respect the other person. It's very obvious. And anyone who gets upset with you for creating boundaries... They never would have respected them to begin with. The point is that, you know, they'll sit there and be like, how dare you do this? I thought you trusted me. They'll gaslight you out of your boundaries. And you need to remain firm in them no matter what because it's not up to them. Screw them. You know, or in this case, don't. Don't yeah, screw them. Exactly. <laughs> they don't deserve that right. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. It, I mean, boundaries are everything. And so if anyone is to look past that or get mad at you, well, that tells you exactly how they feel about you. And move on. You deserve better. It's very easy for us to say just move on because obviously emotions, you get into that point, emotions are heavy. You feel like you need to give in to your mm -hmm. partner. Even though you made these boundaries, you almost feel like 
oh, well, they'll love me more if I break those boundaries. What boundaries is he breaking for you? He's not. He's making you break boundaries for his personal gain. You're, you're not getting anything back for this. Mm-hmm. There's not a tug and pull of, oh, hey, I'll do this for you. No, it's, oh, well, he'll love me more if I do this, breaking this boundary. Please don't think like that. You shouldn't think like that. But also for men, like, don't break your boundaries for the female just because you think it'll make you look weak if you don't comply to whatever she wants in the bedroom. If you're not comfortable with something, you have the absolute right and ground to stand up and say, I'm really not down for that. I'm not interested in that. That makes me feel really uncomfortable. And you shouldn't feel ashamed of saying no. No is a powerful word you don't even have to elaborate no is a good enough answer and if they badger you on that just say i just said no i don't want that that is my boundary um and yeah i mean emotions can run high and it can be hard to walk away from people that you've established a relationship with but if this becomes a pattern and not just like a one-off thing then you need to reevaluate the company that you're keeping and this can happen even amongst friends, as we just discussed the Jack Wright and Sienna May. They weren't even in a relationship, and she was claiming ownership of his body parts that he never consented to. And I think from what I remember with the story was, it was just him telling it to a friend. And it led to the friend being like, no, this is not okay. And him feeling vindicated in his feelings of like, you're right, this isn't okay. It was that wake-up call of, wait this is real like how I feel is okay this is legit what happened to me really wasn't okay the fact that a male needs that validation from an external source and automatically doesn't feel that is where we have failed men in society and I think that goes the same for females too it it can be really hard to tell somebody what's going on because it may seem awful and then you feel like why did I let that happen and you know the questions that are going to come from it and you just want to stay silent because you don't want to look like a bad person. And you're thinking to yourself, well, why didn't I say no? Why didn't I stand up for myself more when I knew? But it's hard because you lose your voice. And and if you've never had a voice to begin with, that is an incredibly hard time to start exactly. developing one. Well, if you were groomed or you had SA while you were growing up, the experience when it's the real deal is completely different it's not even the same and you didn't have a voice back then mm-hmm. and it can be almost impossible to develop one later on because you never had that voice you were never allowed to have that voice and depending on the partners you have after the fact you may continue to never have a voice by just the way those things go and usually if you had abuse early on in life and you never were able to have a voice as an adult you are worried that you're going to have backlash from having one you're worried about the consequences of utilizing your voice so you instead take the vow of silence which can hurt you even more because now you're carrying this big secret this huge weight on your shoulders and you know It doesn't have to be like that. And it makes me sick that people strip away people's voices because that is their own power. That is their God-given right to have. Uh, I know that I went through that as well. I was essayed as a kid by two of my neighbors. And I didn't tell anyone. I didn't know how. I didn't speak out about it till I was 17 years old. And it happened when I was seven. So it took a long time for me to get there. Um, 
And that's because I did grow up in an environment where I couldn't have a voice. Having a voice meant punishment. And I was afraid that I would be punished for telling what happened to me. And that's why I want to advocate for men and for women. But I know that we started off this episode talking about false allegations. That is where you abuse your power of your voice. When you know that you can manipulate other people and tarnish their reputations for your own personal benefit and gain for your own sick and twisted revenge or extortion, you got to get yourself right. That is seriously not okay. That is extremely messed up. And Imagine if someone did that to you and ruined your entire life when you knew damn well you were innocent. That is where you ruin the voices of everyone else who says me too. That was an excellent way to tie everything back in. I Thank cannot <laughs> I cannot think of a better way to finish off this episode with Does that. Does it make you want to kiss me? It doesn't take much for me to want to kiss you. <laughs> You're just too attractive. I can't stay oh, away thanks. from you. You know. <laughs> thank you well i had a lot of fun <laughs> a lot of fun you did pretty well for your first full episode he was a guest on the mission aborted podcast episode where we talked about our abortion and maybe we'll, we'll revisit that because now we're having huge blow-ups with the supreme court and this is getting pretty nasty in my opinion so maybe we will make a video version of that because there's only an audio version but you did extremely well for being on camera well thank you you're not too bad yourself Thanks. i have listened to a few of your episodes what can i say a few he's listened to all of them <laughs> he's my number one fan <laughs> all right well thank you so much everyone for watching thank you brock for being here and we will see you again on this pod bye guys bye